Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Coming up later, sustainable cooking for our planet and our health. But first, last week the UK Parliament became the first in the world to pass a motion declaring a climate emergency. But across the UK, dozens of towns and cities have already declared a climate emergency. And as of the 11th of May, with the start of the St Albans Sustainability Festival, Sustainable St Albans will launch a petition to St Albans District Council, Council sorry, asking them to do likewise. Catherine Ross of Sustainable St Albans and the chair of the Sustainability Festival Committee joined me. Catherine, thank you for joining me. So would the declaration of a climate emergency by our local council be just a symbolic gesture or are you actually asking the council to do something? It's both. It's a very important, it's a very important symbol when, when any government, when any council declares a climate emergency. It means that they're taking it seriously and they're telling other people that they should take it seriously. So it is a very important symbol, but we are also asking for action underneath that. So we're asking for the council to do everything in its power to make the whole city and district carbon neutral by 2030. And within that, to develop a strategy for the council's own emissions to become carbon neutral by 2030 and to put in place action plans that will achieve those targets. Okay, so actually quite specific here about action that you want them to take. Um, So this is um, this isn't a party political. We're not just talking about Green Party politics here. You, you want no, whoever's in power to be not at all. No, it's not party political in any way. I mean, we're talking about the future for for everyone. It's it's a truly, if there ever was one, a cross party issue. And when you look around the country, nearly sixty councils now have declared climate emergency. And amongst those sixty, there are Conservative-led councils, Lib Dem-led councils, Labour-led councils. Um, people of every hue are realising that this is a really significant problem and that action is required. I mean, you must be heartened by the number of similar declarations around the country and, and, and indeed in Parliament. Do you think we're at a turning point here? I do. Personally, I really do. Uh, I think the combination of the youth climate strikes, the inspiration from uh, Greta Thunberg and David Attenborough and the Extinction Rebellion actions, I think they're really leading to the climate being in people's in minds and hearts in a new way at the moment. OK. So, if we're inspired to sign the petition, how do we do so? You can either find it online, you can follow a link from our website, sustainablestalbans.org, or you can go straight to the St Albans District Council website and find the petitions section. Or otherwise, at all of our Sustfest events, we're going to have sign-up sheets so people can sign um, sign a petition on paper at those events. Right. Catherine, thank you very much indeed for joining me. And the Sustainability Festival is, well, it's so soon now, isn't it? It starts this weekend. So I went on to ask Catherine a bit more about it. So, Catherine, Sussfest begins this weekend on the 11th of May. We've got hundreds of events run by loads of different groups all across the district until the 1st of June. Are you excited? 
I am. It's always at this time, just before the festival starts, it's very exciting and a little bit scary. Yes, I can imagine it is. So just give us a flavour. Can you just pick out a few events just to give us a flavour of what the festival's going to be like? Oh, there are so many. There really is something for everyone. If I give you a few that I've picked out that I'm going to in the opening few days, they give you a sense of the variety. So the first Saturday morning, I'm planning on going a five miles to fabulous women-only cycle ride. And then um, that afternoon, there's a family-friendly guided tree tour at St Albans Cathedral. Uh, on the Sunday, I'm planning to go over to St Stephen's Church to their Eco Church exhibition. And on Monday evening, there's a climate emergency open mic night. Now, that's just four from, I think it's nearly 160 events, but they give you a sense of the breadth of the different topics yes. that are being covered. Yes, that's right. As you say, sort of hands-on things, there's lectures, there's um, you know, sort of walks and talks, this sort of stuff. That's so, there really is so many different sorts. There's, there's something that everybody would enjoy there, isn't there? Absolutely. And learn from as well. Yes, there's lots of things if people want to go. Um, there's a lot of very interesting talks. There's practical nature sessions. There's many things that people can learn new skills from that we hope will then last them on in their life, not just during the festival. Indeed. Well, talking about sort of learning things and trying to do things differently, as part of the festival, you're asking us all to try and earn our stripes as climate heroes. Tell us a bit more about that. Well, quite often people have asked us how can they join in at home as well as, you know, leaving the house to go to an event. What can they do in their own lives? And so we've created a little kind of climate hero action plan and it focuses on the biggest areas in someone's life where they could make a difference environmentally. So we've got actions for home energy, food, getting about and stuff and then also about how people can spread the word. And we've got actions from little things, where just to get people started, right through to bigger meteor, uh, ironically, meteor actions. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and if we sort of thought, OK, then, you know, I'd like to get started with this or find out what more I can do, where do we find out about it? So if you, unsurprisingly, go to our website, sustainablestandalbans.org, and then find the section called Climate Action, or uh, we've got the action plan is in every one of our programmes. Indeed. And I believe there's also some postcards that will be available Absolutely. as well. Yep. The same information is set out on our very beautiful uh, postcards. I've got David Attenborough on them and the action plan on the back. Yes. It has to be said that when you were planning this, you really couldn't have had better timing for this, could you? Yes, it's definitely hits the moment, I think, and we're really hopeful that a lot of people will come to events this year and get involved at home and that it'll really have a big impact on the district. Yeah, fingers crossed for that. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. Thank you for having me. Now, one of the top ways to cut our carbon footprint is to change our diet. Danielle Durant from The Cobbled Kitchen runs cookery courses for adults and children, including bespoke courses. And for this year's Sustainability Festival, she's running two courses entitled Sustainable Cooking for Our Planet and Our Health. I spoke to Danielle. Danielle, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So both of your festival courses are now booked up. But mm. for those of us who haven't made the cut, it'd be great if you could tell us a little bit about what you will be covering. Share some of the tips with us. Do you think that our health and the health of our planet go hand in hand? Yes, I do. Absolutely inextricably linked, I think. Um, it, as long as you are conscious about everything that you put inside your body, it, it, it's having an effect on your body, but then also it's where it's come from, how, it is, how it's got there, we need to be conscious of as well. Right, indeed. So it's, um, we really do have to start thinking about our diet, won't we? So where should we start? I mean, one of the places that's been recently cited a lot is cutting out meat because of its big carbon mm. footprint. How do we start with that? 
That's a difficult one. I think a lot of people would find that, you know, just too too much too soon, uh, a big step to make. I heard a a survey actually saying that I think it was something like 52% of people would not be willing to do that. Right. are there imaginative ways that we can you can help with that? I think the, the very best thing that we can all do, and then again, this is for our health and our planet, is just to cook more from scratch at home rather than buying ready meals or even eating out. Um, just making something with what you've already got and try to reawaken those skills that our forebears had you know they had to uh, survive on what they could get their hands on and cooking from scratch uses far much far less sorry energy Uh, it can be quicker as well to to produce a meal Um, and I think the the writer Michael Pollan he's he often says that you know it's 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 cooking at home that's the biggest impact we can make okay so so actually Getting back to those cookery skills, getting into the kitchen with the pots and pans and the knife, seeing the proper ingredients that go into our food. Exactly. And and then actually we can control them, can't we? We can make decisions about what goes into our food. Absolutely. You can make it better. (laughs) You know, you and reawakening those instinctive skills of, you know, listening to something. There's a different sound when something is burning than when something is just sort of caramelizing. Right. You know, getting really in, in into it and treating it as a sort of a mindfulness exercise if you like i think yes. it's the creative side of us coming out it's something different to do after a day at work rather than seeing it as a chore this is where we're really alive and really human and really being who we should be yes. i feel anyway and, and i suppose it's like other things isn't it that actually if we have spent um if we have spent time um, working on our food, creating our food, we appreciate it yes. more, don't we? You're, yes. you're so much less likely to, you know, throw something in the bin if you've invested your time absolutely. in it. Absolutely, absolutely. It's creative. You're producing something. You're sustaining your family, yourself. Um, it's, it's vitally important. Yes. And I suppose thinking about the meat actually if you've got tasty food with tasty ingredients in it then you know one particular source like having flavors from meat becomes much less important don't they yes yes yeah i mean we've decided in our family that we will eat less meat because uh, i think that's better for you anyway from a, a health point of view certainly yeah. the red meats but i know you know i can be anemic every now and again so there are occasions i do need it so but i will make choices as to you know buying local or buying organic but so it is a bit more expensive but we're having it less often so I'm not actually losing out I think I'm gaining and also there's the upside for the environment as well yes indeed and as you say actually health advice is to to eat less meat so again your health and the health of the planet going hand in hand there doesn't it Mm. so just thinking about the waste thing uh, uh, again any particular tips for cutting down on, on waste Yes, um, I've got to be careful that I don't get into trouble with the Food Standards Agency, but I do think we throw away things. Because I remember, I go into people's homes, I, t- I cook with them in their own kitchen, and I can see that if something uh, they feel has been in the fridge for a day or two, they think they can't eat it after that. Well, of course you can, but you have to you know, use your common sense and the, the, the usual tests. Smell it, feel it, um, you know, heat it up and then see, does it still smell right? And, and, and sort of trust your instincts yes and I suppose also 
treating your leftovers with respect in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely. Making sure that they go yeah. straight into the fridge so yes. that they stay nice and yes. fresh and, uh, and safe for you. As far as I'm concerned, leftovers is money in the bank, you know, and it saves you time for the next day. It's packed lunches. It's, you know, don't think of packed lunches as sandwiches all the time. Give them the pasta and bolognese that you made the night before. You know, it, yes. it's all good. Yes. Well, let's be said, I love leftovers. Yes. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> they indeed. taste better, don't they? <laughs> I think. Well, and they also, quite often at lunchtime, you don't have the time no. to make a, you know, a, a, what, what you might call a proper meal. Mm. But as you say, you've got that already yes. done, haven't yes. you? And it doesn't really matter how small that portion is. You no. know, the exactly. little portions can build up in the fridge ready to, you know, yeah. to make a meal yeah. at some point. And microwaving they? uses a lot less energy. It's actually better to do that. Uh, from an environmental point they're of view, rather maligned. than sticking on your the, the hob or the gas or whatever. Yes, they're often maligned, aren't they? Yes, they are, but they're very useful, Yes, I think. Not for cooking, but for reheating and for things like reheating rice. A lot of people are very scared of keeping rice as a leftover in the mm. fridge. And if you reheat it on a high heat for a good couple of minutes in the microwave and it comes out steaming, it's absolutely safe. Yeah. to eat and, 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 and it's very easy to heat in the microwave yes, or something yes, like that isn't yeah, it's it? the best way to heat it yeah. yeah so if you're loving your leftovers use your microwave because that definitely makes things easier doesn't it yeah. how about things like using using things like flavorings and spices in a good way to make our food um, more Im- imaginative more more tasty perhaps using a slightly smaller palette of ingredients if you're choosing to use local things Yes. Um, I mean, I regard my sort of pull-out drawer of spices rather like a painter's palette. And I open it and think, oh, which colour or which spice should I use? And, and, and just keep adding until it tastes right. So you taste things as you go along while you're cooking them. And it, it doesn't mean it's wrong if it doesn't taste right. It just means it needs something else. What could that be? So get in touch and really know how different spe- uh, spices and flavourings and herbs behave, what they do for a dish and just use them and the, you know then they're not going to sit at the back of a cupboard for yes. five years yeah. no, that's, <laughs> untouched that's right and they can transform you know yes. all sorts of really quite mundane yes. foods into something delicious and actually it? even if they have lost their their flavor they provide bulk you know a, a powder a ground spice helps to create a spi- a, a, a paste and so you've got that sort of uh, structural element of ingredients as well as flavour and colour and everything else. Oh, right. So even if your spices have been sitting around, don't waste them no, again. use them. They're, They're not going to do any harm. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds as if there's, there's quite a few, you know, if anybody's out there thinking, well, that all sounds great, but my skills aren't quite up to scratch. This is just the kind of thing that you're teaching mm-hmm. at, your, at your cookery school. So, so do we find out more by going to your website? Yes, absolutely. It's all there. Um, and there's a choice as to whether you want to join in small groups like I'm doing for the sustainability festival and running two classes and they come under my cobbled together um, uh, service so it's it's random people book on only about six or seven people uh, my kitchen isn't that big and uh, we all muck in together and I teach you some knife skills all the other hints and tips about how to keep things for longer to waste less to using fresh herbs because if you buy fresh herbs and you know they come in a plastic well, wrapper oh, and you keep them in there then they they're yeah. off the or, next day. Or even if we, we you know, and growing herbs and herbs. And Grow them your own, yes. I'm at the moment planning my new vegetable pots in, in the garden. So, yes, but if you do have to buy them because you haven't, uh, you don't have them to hand growing, you can keep fresh herbs, a bunch of coriander, parsley, mint, whatever it is. 
alive in your fridge for at least two weeks, which is far better than the two days that most people think that they, they can well, use Well, that sounds for. like a challenge, doesn't it? So, um, so people could make the uh, cooking a lot more interesting, sustainable, better for them, better for the planet, and you're the place for, um, for the skills involved there. Daniel, <laughs> thank you very much indeed for joining me. No problem. And I was there talking to Daniel Durant from The Green Kitchen. And there's another event that you might be interested in about more sustainable cooking. That's Eat Vegan, an introduction to vegan cookery from um, four till six at The Green Kitchen. Um, That's uh, five pounds, including a hot drink. And they say, um, sample some delicious dairy and egg-free dishes, chat about vegan foods, try different plant mix and learn how to make your own cooking animal free um do look on the sustainable saint Thomas website to find more details of that and other events i'm going to be back i'm going to be um back at the same time next week when we'll be hearing all about the sustainability festival do look me up on social media for your updates until then thank you for listening environment matters sponsored by wuka period pants the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. <laughs>